0: Welcome to Talking Business Now. I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thank you
1: for joining us.
0: now focuses on bringing in the experts, the entrepreneurs, the founders, the business owners to talk through how they've handled various challenges or achieved specific successes. And while we continue that in this episode, today's show is a little different because we're living in different times now. We're living through the coronavirus pandemic, which economically has hit small business owners and their employees very hard. Our guest today is Laura Laban, the founder and CEO of the Culinary Center of Kansas City. And Laura, like all of us, is trying to cope with the extraordinary challenges that each new day brings. But the particular reason that I asked Laura to join me is that although the coronavirus is a challenge on a scale that I I think it's safe to say that none of us has ever dealt with before, Laura has experienced long-term business interruption due to a fire, as well as a serious health crisis, and she's drawing on the lessons she learned in both situations to provide some guidance for analyzing and dealing with our current crisis. Welcome to the show, Laura. How are you doing?
1: You know what? Every day is different. You're exactly right. It is uh, unprecedented for sure.
0: I know you're dealing with so many things, but you do have experience with business interruptions, and we've talked before about this i've interviewed you several times and i've heard you speak several times and and i know that given the past experiences you've had that you've developed tools for coping both psychologically and in practical tools for for coping as well so so let's start with the mindset side of things talk to us about that about how starting with your health crisis how that helped you to develop tools to step back and reflect and also to assess.
1: The health crisis was a situation where I was practicing law and I was about two months into my pregnancy and had preterm labor. So I had to immediately stop everything and deal. Uh, That was one version of a crisis or a business interruption because it did change the way I practiced law. It changed the way I moved about my world and eventually led to opening the culinary center. And that's been almost 22 years ago. So there you go. The other one was shortly after we opened the Culinary Center, maybe five or six years, we had the fire and we, we were closed for about a month. So there, was, there were a lot of the similar responses at that time. But I have to say this is completely different. And I want to be careful not to come across like I know the answers. Uh, I really don't mm-hmm. uh, know the answers. All I can do is provide what I've done and, and maybe somewhere... Someone listening will will say, oh, I never thought of that. So, you know, all decisions are correct right now, for sure. Yeah. Some of the the psychological things uh, involved is I think that there will be a time to be angry later. There will be a time to reassess what you did or didn't do right up until that point. This is not that Mm -hmm. time. That's what I would say right off the bat. I would also say that you can't concentrate on the past. You have to concentrate on right now and to have that little thing in your head, let it go. You really have to let it go. I would say that if you're not used to stopping and taking a moment and assessing, I would say that you would probably need to learn that pretty darn quickly right now. Assess your business. Um, now, that's more of a tip. That's not more of the psychological. So let me stay there for a second. Sure. I think that you have to learn how to communicate. If you have not been doing a very good job of that, you need to stop and think about what your folks need to know and learn how to communicate again. Find your inner cowboy, the cowgirl. That's a biggie for me.
0: what do you mean by your inner cowboy or cowgirl?
1: It will do you no good right now to not get on your horse and ride it. You have to figure this out. You can't whine. You can't. There's a time for falling into despair that hide. You can't, yeah, there's a time for falling into despair. You know, it reminds me of that old uh, movie called Network, where she's this high profile producer. And when she gets into her hotel room at night, she clicks the door off and goes through a series of things where she starts to cry and she allows herself to cry for Mm -hmm. X number. And then she gets done and she goes back to work, you know? It's kind of like that. You got to find those things, you know? But I, I, I think more than anything, you just have to. Access your strength right now and put everything else on hold.
0: You talk about assessing. and What I'm hearing you say is that now more than ever, it may seem like you need to be in the business, working it as hard as you can. Yeah, that's true. But at the same time, mm-hmm. it's more important than ever to take that 30,000 foot view of your business that we hear about so much and often don't practice. But now more than ever, we have to do that. And it's not just once a week. It's like every day you have to come in because things are changing so fast. You have to keep doing that.
1: That's really true. You know, one thing that I did learn from going through those things and the recession and a tough divorce all at the same time is that I tend to play chess versus checkers pretty often. And I have somewhat of a plan for what happens if I certainly didn't have a plan for what happens if this happened but it is helpful to apply the same things. You have to use the tools you have regardless of what they are. And if you don't have that kind of a plan, then now is the time to step away, stop, assess your business, where it is, what it is, be real about the things that you're weak in, be be real about the things that you have strength in and create a plan. Even if it's wrong, you know what they say about business plans is as soon as you write them, they're old and they're wrong. You have to change. You have to be agile.
0: Certainly applies today when we keep getting new updates every day. You know, something that was open mm-hmm. yesterday now is told to be closed, mm-hmm. or evolving circumstances with this whole thing. You have to be more agile than ever. Get in that mindset where you have, where you take a deep breath and you step away and think. And entrepreneurs, I, I was thinking about this earlier. Entrepreneurs, I think, are especially predisposed to going into the fight mode as opposed to the flight mode. And, and so now, as as we start to fight, remember, you, part of that is being smart. So what advice would you have for entrepreneurs who are, are needing to to maximize their cash? I mean, I don't think anybody's thinking about profits right now, necessarily. They're just thinking about having enough cash to survive through however long this is going to take what are some of the things that entrepreneurs can do? How do you think differently? What might you implement that you would have never thought about doing before? Talk to us about those kind of things. And if you're doing some of those, certainly share.
1: I could kind of summarize it by the common response to what happens when your body's on fire and that stop, drop and roll, right?
0: You mm-hmm. have to stop.
1: Mm-hmm. You have to drop. You have to see, you know, do something active and then you have to get on with it. You have to make it happen. So, I already talked about taking a moment to assess and be real. If you're that kind of person that is already there, you know what's going on. But if you don't, you need to step away. I stepped away and went to the, my lake house last week for a day or so, and I felt a little guilty, but it, was, it turned out to be really therapeutic, but it also allowed me the chance to, say, to look for that answer uh, that we, I mm-hmm. know we all have inside. I think that you have to mitigate damages in several ways, and that's an easy thing to say. I think you have to get as liquid as you can without injuring yourself personally. You have to put the mask on first. You have to take care of of yourself, but you also have to get liquid because during this time, cash is king. And I'm, I can just hear everybody going, oh, great. I don't have that. You know, most mm-hmm. a lot of small businesses don't. But if you have the ability to get liquid, you should mm-hmm. at, at whatever level that is. You have to seek support, and you have to communicate to your people what's going on. So, what we've done right after I came back from that trip, I wrote an an email to my employees, and I said, "Look, I I need to be a leader right now, and I need to tell you what I think and what the plans are. And uh, they may be, they might not agree with them, but it doesn't really matter. You just have to lay it out there. So, Mm -hmm. generally, what we've decided to do here is we have. I've looked immediately for sources of income for other things that we, we could do or things we could ramp up. In our, in our case, we are increasing our production of frozen foods available for purchase because we're seeing people interested in that. We're establishing mm-hmm. a protocol for pickup. We are adding more love to those when we make them. I'm just saying. We also put uh, virtual paid classes in place. We had been planning to do that, had been talking about it, had been fooling around with it, but had never pulled the trigger. And believe Mm -hmm. me, over the last 48 hours, we pulled the trigger big. And last night we had our first virtual free cooking class and we will continue to do some free ones. But it gave us the ability to test this out. And I have to say it was really good. We had 450 people who opted in, which was very nice. Yeah, and Chef Jill did a great job. We are increasing our web presence through e-commerce. That's not right this minute, but we'll, we'll come down the road. For example, we're creating kits that go with those classes that people could do at home, kids' classes, helpful tools that people could pick up after or before. Those are kind of things we're doing from an income standpoint. From a staff standpoint, uh, everybody is working from home if they can, and that usually means that there's only a couple of us here at, at any given time, if any. For private events, we've talked to each one and, and given them a period of time within which they can use that the deposit of the credit that they have. From a class perspective, we did move all of our March classes to other dates in May and beyond. We switched some to virtual. We offered that free class, and now we're looking at April. I said, I can't concentrate on April until next week. We'll see what happens there. And I would say that we're just communicating. I set up kind of a task force, a group of people who I need to help me run this while I, uh, you know, try to lead through it. And they are doing their thing. And, you know, the bad news is that there are some hourly employees who don't have any hours. And so I've kind of triaged those and trying to figure out how to get dollars at some level to those who do not have a backup. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the that's kind of the biggest picture.
0: What I'm hearing you say that have, you know, kind of universal applications is we're entrepreneurs. Get creative. Use the entrepreneurial skills that you have to think differently. We're good at thinking, uh, for lack of a better word, outside the box. This is the Mm -hmm. time to do it. As you said, you had virtual classes planned for the future to test. But it's like, let's roll those out now. And, and There's other mm-hmm. things that I see. I, I was um, reading on Facebook the other day about a PR guy who was sitting in a, a group meeting. I'm assuming it was teleconference, but sitting in a meeting where six of his clients who are restaurant owners that were normally competitors were sitting there do, going through in an inventory of what's in their freezer. How can we rotate staff so that we're always fully staffed and we can work together to give our employees some hours, like you're trying to figure out. And, you know, how can we combine orders to our our farmers that we buy from and stuff so that we can have one order that we can share? And so, so the creativity might also extend to collaborating with others that you might not have previously collaborated with creativity and and how do we do that to keep cash coming in at some level Mm -hmm. differently than what we were there before communication absolutely crucial during this time this is not time to have the non-transparent closed book kind of you may not and as you say communicate too that you don't have all the answers and communicate that i'm saying this today but tomorrow it might be different going into that extra level of not just communicating but to saying that this is what I know now.
1: That, absolutely, that's true. I, and you're talking about a group of chefs, I'm sure. And chefs are bad arse. <laughs> um, <laughs> they are extremely competitive, and they are extremely bright and hardworking. And those folks, they're more leaders among those that group of people than people realize. And brainstorming with competitors was also one of the things I was going to suggest mm-hmm. that we can do. Something that some people don't think of, I think, is if you haven't gotten to know your employees you need to do that right now. You need to understand which ones are with you and which ones are again. you, And mm-hmm. not even so much against you. It, you just need to identify the people who get it and who are along, you know, who have tools and who are stepping up. That, yeah. That's always interesting. You know, you should be doing that anyway, no doubt. But We don't always do everything we're supposed to do. Cleaning up parts of the business is is one thing that you could do, you know, kind of quickly. But honestly, that's something that you do after the crisis is kind of on a roll. Uh, It's not something to think about right now.
0: I uh, heard something last night on television that I thought was uh, interesting. And it really is what you're talking about now, but on a broader scale. And it was somebody who was referring to Americans and Americans. And you're applying the same principle <laughs> to your employees there or, or suggesting that we all do.
1: Well, you know, everybody has a different level of panic. Everybody has a different tool belt that they wear. And when someone starts to panic or starts to get angry or starts to escalate, my legal training has done one, one thing for me, and that is that I tend to get calm or quiet. My shoulders go down when that happens because I feel that there's no good in escalating with them or trying to fight. So same thing when someone comes at you with a kind of a crazy thing they're saying or doing, I think where what has happened with to them that causes that panic mode to step in at uh, to st- uh, to set in so quickly and I need to notice that and identify it, sometimes set my own boundaries around that, you know, mm-hmm. but nonetheless honor it because I mean we just had a, a an instructor just email a while ago and said I Need you to find other instructors for all of my classes for the rest of the year. I need you to take me off of your distribution list. I'm trying to surround myself with only few amount of news feeds and focus on my family. Man, I get that. I get that. You know, everybody's different. I have another employee who shows up every day at nine o'clock and said, what am I doing? I had to say, stay home. (laughs) You know, Right now, stay home. Is yeah, there, it's all kinds. You know, it's all kinds. Be aware, you know.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, you talked about a little bit earlier about how you have to triage each day and you're talking about that now, even with the employees. But the first part of that triage, to put yourself first as the leader of the company. If you go to pieces or if you get sick or don't hold up, then everybody's going to be impacted by that on your staff you won't be able to help anybody so put yourself first but then you've also talked about helping your employees so so let's talk about helping those people in your sandbox understanding where they're at you've talked about that but what are some of the other ways i've heard of some Companies that even though they've had to lay off, they are still got some cash to order meals for their employees. What what are some of the ways that you can take care of your staff, whether they're still working there or whether you've had to lay them off, if anything you Mm -hmm. can
1: do? I haven't laid off anyone, but I I have to look at each one of them differently. I think probably the most important thing that we can do is listen to where they are. Each one is very different, but one thing that we pull. Our tips here. And mm-hmm. those pooled tips are then divided every three months based on how much you work here. It's kind of a formula. And first thing that we did was look at that amount of dollars that we consider is kind of extra and how can we divide that? Um, how can we use that and divide it among the folks who don't have any income right now and who don't have a backup? So that's what we did almost day one. The other thing that we talked, I talked to my executive chef about yesterday was this next week when things will kind of get even more real, we're going to start the concept of preparing meals that our staff can pick up. It could be a couple mm-hmm. quarts of soup. It could be a, a meal for four. I don't know what that is yet, but that's what we'll do. And that will be a one less thing that they might have to worry about paying for. Sure. You know, it, those kind of little things I think we can do. These folks, you know, you need your folks to run your business when it's back up and running, albeit different. Yeah. Pod, you know, you need them. You may not require, yeah. you may not be able to use all of them, but you need them. So right now they'll remember that you tried. You may not be able to, but they'll remember you tried. Maybe.
0: Yeah. Some of them that you lose may not come back. Again, how you treat people now will will help in, in the long run because at some point we're going to have to rebuild. And that, that just takes me to another level that maybe is a little premature now, right now, while we're in the thick of things and that so many are just in survival mode with their businesses, and that is some of the things that we will learn through this will undoubtedly become the norm moving forward. I mean, you mentioned yourself that you were going to eventually test out the virtual. You may find out that that's your new reality. Obviously, you may still have in-person things, but you may find that that's a a revenue stream that, that you're just kind of plunking yourself in the head and going, why did we wait to introduce that? You know, why did it mm-hmm. take a pandemic so true. to, to, to so help true. us pull the trigger on this? Yeah, I think we have to keep in mind that we're going to learn a lot of things through this and that for those who who are able to move forward, that businesses will be even better in many respects because of it.
1: I think you're exactly right. One thing I want to acknowledge is that small businesses have a lot of ideas But not a lot of resources to put them into play, and so sometimes they take a little longer to make it happen. And you know this constant balancing act of if I for me if I do virtual classes, does it impact my hands-on? What does that mean? But you're right; we will learn from this, and out of the out of the ashes rise the phoenix. Right? You have to be agile. I think that we will learn to take care of our employees, and if. That's something that we should be, have been doing all along. That should be an expectation. And that may sound a little woo-woo or whatever, but I really believe that if you take care of your employees, they will take care of you. We will, I think in the future, see people spending more time on playing chess and making plans, even if they're mental plans that they make in the middle of the night and jot down, what if so-and-so left? What if I lost that? You know, we talk about it all the time. What if you lose your biggest client? We don't have that kind of issue here with single client being our only, our only client. But um, that is something that you have to think about. How am I going to hedge for that? You know, and I also think that we will become better assessors. We will know our financials better, and we will know our cash flow better. Cash flow is something people don't want to look at, but they have to be real about it. Cash is king. And I don't mean you have to have a bunch of money in the bank. I mean, you need to know what cash is coming in and what cash is going out. Not just what your bottom net income is, but what cash do you need to survive? You know? Yeah. I think people will find that too.
0: And then the community aspect of it. We've talked about triaging yourself first, keying in and really focusing on your employees and, and not just employees as a group, but at the individual level. What's going on? And then community. Uh, talk to us about even though we're struggling as businesses, still keeping the community in mind.
1: You know, this business was built around my belief that magic happens around the table and in the kitchen. And I'm not just trying to throw that out there as, you know, as my barstool t- um, speech. That is why I left the practice of law. I wanted to be in a business that focused on that. And, and I believe that every decision that we make here uses that as our touchstone. So even in a time of crisis, that's what we decided we were going to do. We're going to continue our, the door, or the sign on our door out front says we're only open right now for pickups for the frozen foods, you know, but don't mm-hmm. worry. We're still making magic in our kitchens and around the tables. And we're here to help you, you know, through virtual classes, yeah. through food on your table, whatever. But that, to me, and this happened with 9-11, which surprised me, we lost half of our private events business at 9-11, okay? But our classes remained the same. Of course, people could come here, all right? But they were Mm -hmm. also looking for ways to increase that community that they feel at home. And right now, our community is our home, and it's our online community that's it. You know, that's it. Um, So that to me, we should be concentrating there and trying to feed that, taking a big O syringe and, and injecting that. I think that that will, we, we need to play to our strength in that area.
0: Absolutely. You know, one of the things that I know that you have said to me, and I've heard you say it when you speak is that every day you come into the culinary center and you put your key in the lock and you ask yourself, do I still want to come in here? And you've told me before that on the day that you say, no, I don't want to come in here anymore. That's the day that you know, you need to exit. Well, obviously you're there. And even in these extraordinary times, you still feel like it's worth putting your key in the lock.
1: This is not a time for weenies, right? This is, I think more women, especially, but certainly entrepreneurs in general, we need to bring our skill set and our resume with us where we go and set it on the table next to us so that we can refer to it. This is a skill that I have is managing chaos. It's a skill that I have of being creative and looking for things. I have little skills in other areas, but that's what I do. I'm, I'm not excited about having to do this, trust me. But I can tell you, that it's almost like it just kicks into overdrive. It just kicks in. I know what to do. I know what to do for me, you know, and to listen to what our guts are telling us. And, you know, that probably brings me to the comment that I wanted to save uh, for the last part of this conversation we're having. And that is that in times like this, and I, I know I hate to say this, but it is a reality that we have to look at. And that is it's a truly a survival of the fittest. If your business was on the edge, if you know in your heart that you, were, you needed to close your business, that it wasn't working, that you were living on credit cards, that you were in trouble, then fire fast and let go. Don't sink deeper. You'll rise back up and it'll be a smaller step up if you don't sink deeper. So let it go. That's the universe saying to you, it's time, right? Anytime there's a disruption in, in the market, in mm-hmm. your physical area, in the economy, whatever, mm-hmm. it forces your hand on this. Don't look away. You know, it's a smart business practice.
0: And it's not a sign of weakness.
1: No one to fold them, right? As they say. <laughs> it's true. It's true. And that may be a part of your business, not the whole thing. It may be your whole right. thing. Yeah, exactly. It's not pretty. Final thoughts, Laura. I think I've kind of said it already, but I think you have to strap on the tool belt that you have, identify the things you do well or don't do well. You need to strap on the tool belt and get on your horse and ride. I really think that everything that you've done up to this point is the right thing for you. And if you don't know an area, seek support and seek advice, and stand together. I don't know where this will go in a month or two months. You need to be to be strong, and, and be agile, and find, find some humor. Find sense of humor, guys. Don't panic. <laughs> yeah. We didn't really talk about the word panic. Don't panic. Don't panic, because what goes up comes down. What goes down goes up. Yes, there will be pain and hardship, but I really do believe that we will come out of this on the other side and you can get kind of woo woo and universal about this, but you know, let's find what we're supposed to learn here. Let's find that and let's help each other, you know? after we put the mask on, let's help each other.
0: Laura, thanks so much for joining us today. I know that you have a lot that you need to be taking care of back at your business, so we really value the time that you gave us today. And for all of you who are listening, be sure to check out the CDC website, your local government websites, your state website, and also to reach out to the business resource agencies that can help you perhaps connect with resources that are available to you. And I'm your host, Kelly Scanlon. Thanks for joining us today. Be sure to visit the Talking Business Now website at talkingbusinessnow.com for access to all my podcasts and to sign up for the weekly Talking Business Now newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.